All right, and because three is a crowd, I am here today as always in the bunker. Hellscape outside is still in effect until tomorrow. And then we might get a little bit of uh, clear bunker weather. How's it going, Kelly? It's it's good. It's how are you? <laughs> Great. I guess the smoke is getting to you. You're sounding like you're a zombie. I don't think there's smoke. I don't think you should go outside anymore. <laughs> I think something's getting to you. This is Sign on the Window, where we listen to a Bob Dylan song at random every week. We live with it. We listen to it over and over. We create playlists around it. We sort of just let it sort of sit on the surface of how we live our lives. And then at the end of the week, we come back and talk to it. You listening at home at the end of the episode are going to have a chance to listen along with us. So if you're um, listening in real time, or even if you're not and just kind of going through, feel free to pop in, go to our website, go to Spotify, go anywhere that you listen to music, listen to the song, and then come back and talk about it with us, tweet at us, do all that kind of stuff. We'll get into that later. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same amount of songs as the total number of major and minor keys in Western tonal music, which obviously is not counting e-harmonic equivalents because, duh. And this week, we are listening to Dear Landlord. What? Dear Landlord, please don't put a price on my soul. burden is heavy my dreams are beyond control all right so that's dear landlord off of 1967's john wesley harding kelly before we get into everything that we're going to get into really quick how did you feel this week spending uh, time with this song it's good it's it's plotting but i don't necessarily mean that in a bad way like it's it's slow i just wrote dirge question mark meaning like it gave me his voice the song is itself not so much, but the way he sings the notes, he draws them out, mm. gave me a similar kind of feeling. as when he goes, I can get over that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, did you like his voice? I did. Yeah. yeah. I like the song. The song's yeah. good. The song's great. Um, yeah. So let's get into it a little bit. We're going to do context and then we'll uh, kind of delve into landlords and stuff like that in general. So this song, like I've said before, is off John Wesley Harding. It was recorded on November 29th, 1967. It didn't actually appear live until 1992. For the very first time and he's only played it six times hmm. the last time in 2003 which is kind of crazy and i think a lot of people kind of noted that up to like nobody really knew how to take the song um because it, it's not all along the watchtower you know it's kind of like one of those kind of sneaker songs on john wesley harding that's really kind of a great great song but doesn't get the acclaim of all the rest and i don't think bob dylan knew what to do with it so it's kind of weird that it took him that long to play it yeah um the structure of the song and the style of it are also important to remember for John Wesley Harding because this is a record right off the basement tape. So he's doing the basement tapes as he, you know, the basement tapes wrapped up. He's in Nashville to record this um, just a couple of months later. This was one, this was the last of the songs that essentially most of John Wesley Harding was written out before it was even put to music. And all of the songs essentially follow the same three verses of varying sizes, no choruses, straightforward songs and they all have this moral tinge to it you know they're all kind of telling you something it's like moral corner mm. has left our buffy podcast and come over to this and just set up shop in 1967 so it's important to remember that and like landlords even if the song is not really about landlords they definitely him even you know wagging his finger at landlords makes sense because they're also in this as much as judges and juries and you know all kinds of um all kinds of the stuff that he talks about 
All right, Kelly, last week I tasked you with providing me with the history of landlords. Um, maybe not the whole history of private property or some shit like that. Maybe get real specific on something. You've had a week now. What what do you come back to uh, Sign on the Window Nation with? Oh, my God. <laughs> You've got to stop saying that. And I just realized the more I say it, the more you're going to say it. Oh, so, that's amazing. Cool. Uphill battle. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I didn't look into the history of landlords because, no. <laughs> it's too on the it's nose. A, big history i don't think that there's like a definitive well the thing for me was it's like there's so much and i guess it makes sense because we are in america to a point but all of the history that we go into it's always so european centric or uk centric or american the what little history we have you know uh and i just think that's uninteresting well, i mean we're eurocentric i mean yeah. it would be or anglo centric yeah just it's just the world's so big and there's so much that's happened over the scope of human history that we should really branch out maybe we shouldn't just keep doing alternative versions of the civil war um, just for it's but another thing to point out even in this case though oh well that's (laughs) a way to bring that out of nowhere um just saying well there's another thing to be said about it too if we're talking about landlords if we're looking at other cultures they don't have it's also a cultural thing where it's like that idea of like somebody owning a piece of land and then you pay them who sit on their asses so that you have the the right to use the land that's not not that it doesn't happen in other cultures but it's certainly not in every culture does that sort of thing well my first goal for any time i'm going to write notes about this show is finding a picture that's uh <laughs> approved for uh use without any kind of what's the word i'm looking for copyright issues non-copyright infringement image material and the thing that i found was a picture of what Wikipedia said in their Wikimedia Commons was a picture of a landlord from the Eastern Han Dynasty riding a chariot from around 25 to 220 current era from Hebei, China. So I was like, hey, this is the Wikipedia page for landlords, and they got a picture from China. Let's talk about China, specifically the Han Dynasty. But first, they used the word landlord in reference to this chariot picture, right? So I guess i got to figure out where the word landlord came from. So we're talking 800, 1200 AD, medieval Europe. Landlords own all the land and would act as warriors, like knights, quote-unquote, of sorts to protect the land that the serfs worked on, slash lived on, farmed, right? They would pay the landlord for protection, essentially in food from the they harvested from the land. And the serfs were responsible for building and and maintaining their own homes, though. So the knights remember. So rich people bought land, Mm. employed people. And when I say employ, I mean mandated that people work for them and then give them part of their food. And some of them got to have swords. Some of them didn't. Right. In exchange, they would be protected from any bandits that may roam the countryside. On to the Han Dynasty, as you naturally transition. Uh, The Han Dynasty gets its name from the city of Han Zong. Okay, real quick. I'm going to mess up a lot of (laughs) names. No disrespect. I apologize. I'm going to do my best, though. Uh, The Han Dynasty gets its name from the city of Hanzong, which is named, or I guess Hanzong, named after the Han River, which is the biggest tributary of the Yangtze River. I know that one. Yeah. Everyone knows the Yangtze, right? Yeah. It's the the one. It's It's the big one. It's the big one. (laughs) It was the second imperial dynasty of China after the Qin Dynasty, which was from 221 B.C. to 207 B.C., and before the Three Kingdoms period, which was 220 A.D. to 280 A.D., which is very short. The Zhao Dynasty from 1046 B.C. We're already off track. To 256 B.C. was the longest pre-unification dynasty, which the King, the Qin Dynasty, the count says, that was the first imperial dynasty. That was okay. after Qin had unified the country. So the Zhu Dynasty, or Zhao Dynasty, 
was the longest one before that. It was like 800 years. But then post-unification, the Han Dynasty was the longest one until the end of dynastic era uh, in China period. Their rule was from 207 BC to 220 AD, so over 400 years. Han Dynasty, 400 years. This is some epic timelines. I know. I'm trying. It's it's tough. Han Dynasty was founded by Liu Bang, who belonged to the peasant class. So obviously inspiring Drake's started from the bottom. Now we're here. Nice. Also, Liu Bang joke. Too easy. (laughs) Too Too easy. easy. Emperor Wu is considered the greatest Han emperor. Uh, His reign lasted 54 years. Under Emperor Wu, the Han Dynasty reached its zenith, spanning from modern day Kyrgyzstan to Korea from west to east and all the way south as far as northern Vietnam. These are all obviously in reference to modern day. The Silk Road was established during the Han Dynasty, which extended from China through Europe and northern Africa. It was instrumental in developing civilizations in China, India, Persia, Europe, and Arabia. The standard paper-making process was invented during the Han Dynasty. The oldest known piece of paper with writing on it was found in the ruins of a Han watchtower that had been abandoned in 110 AD. So, 2,000-year-old piece of paper with writing on it. That's nuts. I wonder if they were the lyrics to All Along the Watchtower. Oh, Everything's happening. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe those are the notes from. Oh my God. Yeah, who knows? They're keeping it a secret. That's so cool. Way to go, Han Dynasty. Yeah, way to go. They're the first ones to use negative numbers or like recorded use of negative numbers. And they are, the Han Dynasty is considered the golden age according to Chinese history, like the golden age of China. I wonder if now is the golden age of. Oh, China. (laughs) No, the Han Dynasty. They're kind of killing it. I guess it's because so many, like, inventions and so much expansion and everything happened. Yeah. I mean, it, it is crazy to think that, like, you know, 30 years ago, some places were literally just backwater nothing, one-story houses. Yeah. And now they're 100-story skyscrapers. That's nuts. Yeah. China's That's a bizarre thing to think about. Done a lot of development. So that was way less of landlords than I even expected. I, mean, I knew we were going Han Dynasty, but I thought we'd at least get something landlord. I couldn't find it. See, that's Fine. why I was so confused. That's why I went on the pirate in the first <laughs> place. Was like, this picture says that it's a landlord from the oh, Han yeah, Dynasty yeah. on a chariot. I want to find out about ancient and Chinese landlords. They never went anywhere. Never did I find the word landlord. Yeah. But it's probably real vague all the way up until like medieval times. Well, they, I think on that one website, I looked at it for the Han Dynasty oh. stuff, they might have even said it. it's like, oh, landlords and nobility. But it's like they don't ever specifically – Referencing the Chinese culture, like yeah. referencing the the different dynastic families, but they don't say like give me. Well, I think it's also interesting because it's not even like a. It, in a way, it kind of transcends cultures because I don't think that like the idea of landlords and that kind of shit. I don't think it has anything to do with like. It's all it is is power. It's like if, yeah. you, if you own everything, I think most people you're not going to come to the same, you know, sort of economic agreements or you're not going to come to the same scientific achievements or literary you know techniques and things like that but you're all going to have powerful people oppressing non-powerful people and making them pay you for the privilege of living and i don't think the han dynasty was in any way you know any any different than you know european kings and queens who did the same to their the kind of the conclusion i came to is like they're not going to call it landlord because they don't speak english for one and for two sure but like I think the concept, the concept is too. not unique unto any one region. Like, right. It's like people with power who have, quote unquote, own the land yeah. are going to yeah, charge people for the privilege And that's why today we alive. think about landlords. We think about slumlords, really. I mean, people who are skeezy. I mean, landlords don't have it easy. Yeah. And I'll say that they don't make it easy on themselves. 
I've had pretty much nothing but skeezy landlords. I don't think I've ever had like a good beyond like complexes and stuff. The few that I've lived in, like if we're talking like individual things, they're all mine have all been terrible. See, I've never, I haven't had a bad experience with a landlord, but I've only ever lived in an apartment complex. Yeah. So I've lived in a bunch of places. I mean, one place, it was, I lived in Kansas for uh, two years. And the second place I got, this whole thing was a racket. Like it was a slum. I mean, a slum lord is the best way to put it, but like I didn't pay my rent. What? For four months. Oh, because they weren't. They never, stuff? they never, no, they never collected it. They never. Did anything. What? And so they didn't cash it for the first month. I said, what if I just pretend that I forgot to do it and then like, you know, take the $100 hit or whatever it was. Because it's Kansas. It's not like they're $100 a week or some bullshit like they do in, in Portland. But then I just didn't pay it. And no one ever said anything. No one cashed a check. No really? one did a thing. Yeah. And then I just left because I was like, this is too good to be true. And so after like five months, I ended up like, you know, we ended up getting laid off at this job. And I was like, all right, cool. We only have a couple more months to stay. I was like, I don't want to, like, get in a weird bind here. So I just packed up my stuff and left. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. And then never heard from them ever, ever again. Weird. Yeah. It was bizarre. Nothing went wrong. There was electricity worked. Water worked. Everything worked. I just never paid except for, like, the first two months. It was amazing. Weird. But also the water was kind of, like, a little gross. Like, the hot water it was, like, cloudy. So you obviously didn't want to drink that. So it was one of those kind of systems where you don't, mm. you know, I, you don't trust the hot water. The place I live in right now in Portland has the same thing. Mm. So the hot water is just cloudy. I'm sure, it's not bad for you, but. Yeah, I've not had that experience. Yeah. I think that maybe. I think complexes are different because they're kind of they run more like a. Yeah. They're sort of run like a, like a business. And yeah. I don't think when you're a slumlord, you're trying to get as much out of the people as, as you humanly can. Which brings us perfectly into the song because. Even if we were talking about landlords as the focus of a song called Dear Landlord, which I think decidedly it is not, this person in the song is certainly trying to, uh, you know, convey that sort of uh, that sentiment. Dear Landlord, please, you know, treat me like a person, treat me like a person. Exactly. So, Kelly, let's get into the song itself. So we talked a little bit about the music. We liked it. Dirgy. I love the bass line. Love the piano. That's Bob on piano. At this point oh, nice. in his career, he was not playing piano that often. So obviously, we and Dirge is a great example because he has such a unique way of playing piano where you can some you know tell it's him, just the way he's kind of hitting it. And again, like with, like with electric guitar, there's like a lack of finesse, but he's got, there's something there. There's obviously a power behind what he's doing. A lot of people thought that it was about his manager, Albert Grossman, um, in 1971, he admitted, quote unquote, to some dude, um, A.J. Weberman, which I'll be honest, I don't know who this guy is, but apparently, like, he's a terrible person. Hmm. So if anyone wants to school me on that really quick, get at us, at us, OTW Pod. Let me know what's going on, because he seems like a really weird person. But he, um, Bob Dylan's quoted as saying that Dear Landlord wasn't all the way for Al Grossman. In fact, he wasn't even in my mind. Only later, when people pointed out to me that the song might have been written for Al Grossman, I thought, well, maybe it could have been. And apparently he tried to get him to not publish that, because hmm. he didn't want people to know that. Or Oh, weird. <laughs> but also to take, like, I don't know, I'm, I, I understand where people get upset about that, and a lot of people don't accept it. Because it really makes it trivial, the whole song. It's just kind of about a person. And then it lacks the universality of what makes a song so good. Um, And and later on, Dylan told Cameron Crowe, 
um, that really he just liked the first line and he went with it. And like I said, all these songs were written beforehand before he played any music to it. So when he wrote, you know, Dear Landlord, Please Don't Put a Price on My Soul, that's a great opener. Mm. It's a fantastic opener. Like he just wanted to know what came next. And I think that also leads to the ambivalence where it's like he found out what came next but didn't really care for it. So he never, you know, he did. it took him 25 years, right? 25, 67 to 92, 25 years to even come back to it. So clearly something later in his life brought him back to the song that he probably didn't connect to before. So funny because there are many words but that doesn't say a whole lot other than like this person who he's calling a landlord but doesn't really seem to have that presence in one's life i haven't had that kind of experience with a landlord personally like this seems to be someone he knows possibly intimately like well i think this goes to the next level so if it's not about a landlord which mm-hmm. is kind of silly what does a landlord represent you know it's a Somebody that you owe a debt to, somebody that you... Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, so you're in their life for whatever reason. You owe a debt to them. So this person, you're essentially begging them for something of something. I said I tried to take it at face value, which I did, but it didn't make sense is the end of that sentence for me. Because this is not... You can't. If he's, he's not talking about a landlord, there's no way he is. That's not a normal way you would speak to someone who's yeah. just in this role... That they're supposed to collect money from you for providing the luxury of living in a box right. with electricity. Which, actually, they don't even give you that. It's they literally don't just a box. Well, I get electricity. I don't. That's nice. Sometimes you get water. I get it all. Which is the best not. part. Yeah. Also, the... Oh, sewage is included. Great. What else was I going to do? Like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that package, please. I'll just toss out my chamber pot. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so what is... It's what. Yeah, I know. It? So it's uh, not landlord. Is that just a word to, as a placeholder for? Yeah, I think that like if you get into it, we start to think, you know, the whole idea of like, you know, if we think about it as like a debt that somebody owes, right? So, I mean, what is a landlord? Somebody that you pay. Well, why does paying always have to be money? You know, it can be something else. It can be your love. It can be your time. It can be a relationship. My take on it, I'll just try to go over really quick. We'll just go verse by verse. There's three verses. So in the first verse for me, it starts off obviously with just a banging line, you know, a great idea, just a great concept. I think anybody can relate to that even without going any further, just that line. You can attach whatever you want to it, even just fucking landlords, right? You know? (laughs) And then I think after that, he makes it clear. I am who I am. And then it gets a little money for me because I I see the whistle, uh, the steamboat whistle blowing as like I'm leaving. But some people, again, if we want to go into God, something we're not going to indulge in this podcast, some people see the whistle blowing as death and the steamboat they get on as the boat to the underworld. Jesus Christ. I know. And it gets gets a little old to just keep doing these illusions because there's more to life than that. So if you really love those, I I recommend I'll put stuff in the show notes. Um, I, I find it interesting sometimes, but even I just get lost in kind of the same tropes over and over again. So... I'm not really into that. So let's leave that part aside because the I'm leaving kind of contradicts something later. 
but we'll just leave that on the side. Great ending of that first verse, and I do hope you receive it well, depending on the way that you feel that you live. Not only do I love how many words he crammed into that verse, mm. you know, right before he ended, which is something Bob Dylan does. But more that ability to draw out those words when he vocalizes, the way that you feel. I know. That you live. And that's, and, and like even seeing his lyrics written out for a lot of other songs too, you see where like he writes something out to the music and then it's something very different on the recording because he knows that he can fill himself with two more syllables or something and he'll throw in a whole couple of other lines that are iconic and are so good in the song and they're so good because he knew he had the room to play with i hope that you receive what i'm asking for which i'm pleading you dear landlord please don't do this to me he um he's pleading this person to don't take to not take away his soul and at the very end him talking about depending on the way that you feel that you live to me that's the hardest thing about anything a friendship a relationship um shared responsibility starting up a podcast is you the podcast one's more of a joke but you (laughs) don't know how they're going to react i mean you don't know how how human beings are going to react so in the first verse i see somebody pleading with somebody about something which is incredibly vague but that's the point somebody's pleading with somebody about something these two people are close and he is expressing that I'm nervous because I don't know how you're going to take it. Second, well, especially, sorry, if you if you take what you're saying, the, f- the first couple lines, uh-huh. that I'm a person who knows who I am, I don't know how you think of yourself, so I don't know how you're going to receive this. True, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, it, even me saying that my burden's heavy, my dreams are beyond control, like, yeah, it works on both levels. They don't know what you think, and you don't know what they think, and so you're going about it. So he's pleading you to do this. So again, dear landlord, please heed these words that I speak. Same thing, pleading all the way through. Yeah, he says, I know that you've suffered much, but in this you are not so unique. I see that as a rebuttal right off the bat of, of if it's the landlord being God. Because if you're saying, I know you've suffered much, but in this you are not so unique, like God doesn't suffer. God created the universe. That's the whole point, right? That's the whole point, right? So, And then it's wouldn't be Jesus. I don't know. Guys, calm down. Anyways, common ground. You know, we've both suffered. You know, we both, we're, you're not unique in this. I'm not unique. We both have lived our lives. Now, the final four lines right there, all of us at times, we might work too hard to have it too fast and too much. And anyone can fill this life up with things he can see, but he just cannot touch. This something that's being asked may impinge upon the other person filling their lives up in certain ways. So that last line right there is saying, you know, we might, again, it's not just work as in like I'm going to work or something like that, but whatever it is that I'm asking of you to be a better person, to be nicer to me, to be this, to be that. What I'm asking you is going to change the dynamic. Verse three, he's pleading again, dear landlord, please don't dismiss my case. Dismissal is imminent. And we know from Bunker World that when you dismiss a case, that shit's over. It's over. So don't dismiss my case. And if dismissal is the next thing on the table, then the breakup, the whatever, the cancellation, if you're a podcast, is over. <laughs> Um, we can't be canceled if we're not controlled by anyone. Well, Only we can stop us. That's, well, you never know. So I'm not going to argue, uh, and I'm not about to move to no other place. So again, that kind of contradicts if he's leaving from the whistle blowing. But maybe the whistle is just him getting the idea of it. Who knows? Whatever. And Bob Dylan's whole thing is about leaving, so that's fine. Um, or the traveling could be metaphorical. You know, I think it's also just about last straws. You know, this is this is it. And then the final verse. The final four lines. Now, each of us has has its own special gift, and you know this was meant to be true. And if you don't underestimate me, I won't under, underestimate you. In a sense, the something being asked is now part of the dynamic. And to continue as a couple, co-worker, 
as the podcast co-hosts, both parties must accept the plea to be valid and that it's not going to go away. So for me, it's just kind of he took social dynamics conversation and made a song out of it. The way two people plead with one another to be better, to be to whatever, like to get engaged, to have a baby, to go to a restaurant, to not have to go poo right now, to wait until you have to go home. Like every, it doesn't matter what they're pleading for. What matters is that all of this stuff, I mean, everything happening in here for me is just what happens in a conversation. It happens in a, you know, for something that's serious, maybe not going poo until you get home. <laughs> Everything's valid. So when we talk about like, God, if, if the landlord touches you as God, or it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that's fair. I would imagine calling the person they're speaking to, the landlord, implies some kind of power. Sure. Right. Well, there you go. That, e- that makes it even more interesting. So they're just in a situation where they're less than, and they're trying to convey like, I'm, I'm not more less than. than. Yeah, I, I'm equal to you, yeah. landlord, which makes it even more perilous. But yeah, I don't know that there has to be. I like that though. A bigger problem than that, just like. Well, that's why I mean. That's why I said going poo. You know, when you get home, because that's about as trivial of a thing as you possibly can be. But right. you know, one person has to poo, the other person doesn't. There's a power dynamic right there. I feel like uh, the number of times <laughs> you've said the word poo. Has... I've never said poo in my life. Poo. Why wouldn't you say shit? I and mean, why am I saying poo? I don't know. I love it. It sounds great. <laughs> so God to me is like, I know that this is National Lazy Day. Hashtag National Lazy Day. Um. But like God to me is just kind of like the, the easiest, I don't know, one-to-one analysis you can do. We already talked about the whistle and the steamboat, but there are people online that have just dissected this to death. And we talked about this with I Want You and with a bunch of other things where it's just like X can't equal this. Like the landlord does not have to equal an actual landlord. It does not have to equal Albert Grossman. It does not have to equal God. It can be whatever you want it to be. And I know that makes it less interesting of a maybe a podcast to listen to, but that's where we try to fill ourselves in, fill you in like we did with I Want You, like we did here, just to give you our take because every take is valid and people have been on the internet and on uh, zines and all across the last 50 years talking about these songs. And the whole point of this is that we are here to give our own takes of the songs. So, And honestly, it could just be about random dispute and that's literally it. This entire thing is just very specific to Bob Dylan trying to negotiate his Greenwich Village apartment and it just didn't go well and being overly dramatic about it overly dramatic <laughs> overly dramatic so i enjoyed to, to close i enjoyed tony atwood's interpretation he said quote there are indeed recognizable characters within these songs but for me they always exist within the mists so their meanings position intention their past and future are never completely clear it is as if we've turned on a tv part way through a drama and watch a few minutes of it and then turn it off without ever knowing the whole construction of the plot or indeed the background and motivation of the characters. And I think that's a lot of this. People yeah. are coming out of nowhere. We don't know who's got to go poo and who's not. Okay. All right. So I... Uh, You've I, reached your quote of your lifetime of saying that, by That's the way. good. I'll never say it ever again. So anyways, that's mine. Um, I got a lot out of it. I've thought about the song way more this week than I've ever thought about it in my life. I never really let Landlord go any further than my than a real actual landlord in my head i've always just sung the song and i've never really thought like hmm how does this even apply to me so i've i've been enriched this week thank you bob dylan i appreciated that this is the song that we had to listen to this week because i felt kind of slow and off my game so it was nice to listen to a <laughs> slow song <laughs> yeah with like a crazy weird bass line just popping all over the place okay all right, so this is the part of the show where we get into our recommendations for the week. So we 
sat with Dear Landlord. We let it sift through our brain. What came out on the other side, Kelly, beyond Bob Dylan this week? I don't know how I found this person. Uh, Kelly Uchis, I believe I'm saying her name right. She has an album called uh, Poor Vita. That is really good. It's just a little, it's I think it's like six or seven songs, but I liked it a lot. Did Spotify find it? Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. The internet, where. she's connected to. Oh, that's right. Internet yeah. and Tyler the Creator and Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's probably where that came yeah. from. So that and also um, subtract uh, last album. That subtract without the vowels and a K <laughs> and a K instead of a C. Yeah, his album Save Yourself. Um, those are the two things I was listening to. They're both only about. They're less than eight songs, and um, I should say eight songs or less, whatever. So it was nice. Those two albums together, it was only like an hour, and I listened to them a lot. They, they're very, very appropriate for the mood I was feeling this week. So They're good. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um, I would recommend, obviously, easy one, a uh, punk band called Dear Landlord. Which is great, too. Which is just right on the money. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they, um, they've only released one record. I don't think they're together anymore, 2009. Oh, that's too bad. They were fun. I also want to recommend... Uh, two other things. One is going to be Rick and Morty season three. I haven't watched yet. That's oh crazy. My God, pickle Rick. He becomes a pickle. Okay. Why are you ruining my life? That's amazing. Now that I, I know he's going to be a pickle, your life, it's going to. He just walks out and he's just a pickle. Of course. Morty. Rick, where are you? On my workbench, Morty. Are you invisible and you're going to like fart on me? Flip the pickle over. Turn myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom. Big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Rick. Uh, so, yes. And then I also want to say Glenn Campbell passed away on the 3rd, so a few days ago. Um, we'll get more into this on Mixed Up Confusion. Um, but he's obviously a f- famous you know, uh, country star, movie star from back in the 50s. But he recorded all the way up. Uh, his final album was, was this year. So um, he knew he was um, not long for this world. So you can chalk him up with um, the David Bowies and of the world who kind of know their time is limited and put out that last record. His last one was called Adios. So he knew oh, he knew it was over. And even listening to that, it was it was good. It was it was sad, but really really great. So uh, those are our recommendations. Let's get uh, to the favorite part of the entire show. Where you tell people that we're a real podcast and where to find us. Oh yeah, us. that's right. How about you tell them? Wow. Man, we're a real podcast, did you know? You can talk to us. Please talk to us at SOTWPod on Twitter, Tumblr probably, uh, Instagram also, all the things, maybe Facebook. And you can send us a lengthy email at SOTWPod at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the song, if you have a hot take on the song, or even a, a cold take on the song, and you tell us soon enough, maybe we'll talk about it on the show. How about that? Please talk to us. Okay, thank you. All right, 267 is coming off. This is for you, Daniel. You're not going to put this in the show because you're fucking stupid. Delete row. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that shit. All right, so that brings us to a cool 518. 518. 518 more uh, occasions of this. Oh is this how you want to fill it? <laughs> so one out of 518, what's your guess? 62. Ooh, 74. Ah! Wow. I was so close. Very close. Very close. Oh, all right. 62. This one's definitely not about God. It's called Lord Protect My Child. <laughs> so that's what we could have had. Real ambiguous. Real ambiguous. All right. Oh, I thought that was it. No, 74. Oh, our second in a row. 
we're going back to John Wesley Harding. Nice. That's a first. Maybe not going to happen that often. <laughs> and uh, I would say a song that I guess I personally like more than uh, Dear Landlord, and it's definitely one of the one of the ones that gets talked about when people talk about John Wesley Harding. This is a great song, a fantastic song called I Dreamed I Saw St. Augustine. I think the easiest thing to do for sure is I want to know who St. Augustine is. I've so been I there. To... There's a Ripley's Believe It or Not there. Okay, I want to know about St. <laughs> Augustine, Florida and St. Augustine, the saint, okay. and like what okay. what connection between the two is even like, I don't get, like give me a church or something, like what's the connection? We can talk about my childhood. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. So next week we are delving deep into Kelly's childhood. We're going to find out what the fuck is wrong with her. And then the we will. The answer is Florida. The answer is Florida. All right. Well, that's an easy answer. Okay. We'll be back on Thursday uh, for a great episode of Mix Up Confusion. A great playlist that is out uh, as we speak for Dear Landlord. And you can find that on Spotify. Find that on Spotify at um, See That My Playlist is Kept Clean. Uh, you can go to our website, SOTWPod.com. As That's well, the one I forgot. You what? That's the one I forgot to mention. That we're oh. a real podcast. Also, we have a real website. And we have spot. That's true. We do have a real website <laughs> with a real website address. <laughs> All right. So we will see you next week for episode 25. Keep an ear out when we start. <laughs> we're going to have a brand new intro song. <laughs> oh see you later. Bye. I dreamed I saw. St. Augustine Alive as you or me Tearing through These quarters in The utmost misery With a blanket Underneath his arm And a coat of solid gold Searching for